Hey guys, welcome back to Group Chat, and this is a follow-up to last week's episode on the habit discuss specifically. And this week, just like we did uh, with the first habit, we're going to have a follow-up and kind of bring the habit uh, into your small group and show you some more practical ways that you can apply it. So we hope you enjoy that, and as always, if you'd like to learn more about us, just go to rushcreek.org. Okay, guys, welcome back. This is the second of our little mini-sodes, our little follow-ups to the main episodes that we have in this season. Uh, and just to recap, we are discussing the six habits of groups that actually learn. And in our last episode, we talked with Dr. Josh Rose, Pastor Josh Rose, um, about discuss specifically and how to be more intentional in your group discussion, not just in your group time, but also when you are um, going through life with your group members, really addressing the issues that they're dealing with. Uh, and to kind of give us a little more uh, real-life application about that is our own Cole Gidro. Cole is the groups pastor for our college and singles small groups. And Cole, thanks so much for helping us out today. Yeah, I'm glad I get to be back for number two. So, yeah, there you are. For the record, it's Gidros. Gidros. There's a Z on the end. Gidros. There See, it is. I've known him for a while now, and I still can't get that I right. Know. No one can. Bless, yeah, bless. But we'll jump right into it. Uh, so Cole, we'll, we'll just give you uh, two questions that we're going to talk about real briefly. Uh, first, um, how have you used the habit of discuss specifically in your group? And then after that, we'll just talk about um, kind of the benefits and the growth that you see in your group because of that. Uh, so with that first one, just kind of tell us um, about the habit and kind of how you use it in your own group. Yeah, so for the discuss specifically, um, the idea is that you really want to have this discussion with, for a specific purpose. So that they're connecting all these different ideas um, and all this different information that they're learning from you um, to a specific outcome, a specific conclusion, a specific purpose to help them just have a deeper connection with the material. And so one of the things that we do uh, in our group that we see really work is, is the idea that specificity, I think that's the right word. That is word, a good word. Okay. Yeah. Specificity comes from preparation, direction, clarity, and authenticity. And kind of what I mean by that is that these factors are what kind of factor in. You don't just want to have good questions. Um, for good content. You also want to have a space for good conversations to happen from your questions. Um, so in a group, one of the first ways you can start um, having more specific conversations is creating an atmosphere that really allows for that. So for one, like for instance, we always start off with um, uh, our, our Bible studies with the specific questions in mind. So we ask the three questions at the very beginning, like, what are you thankful for this week? What did we learn last week to kind of recap it? Um, and how did that theme from last week apply to you this week in some way? Um, so this idea of obedience. So thankfulness, um, remembering, and obedience. And that just gets the conversation going already. Um, it helps them remember what hopefully they didn't lose but might have lost from last week. Just to get that going. But with that, um, kind of the idea of, of direction and purpose. I think one of the other ways that we do this that... Uh, my wife would call me out on of not doing well, but I try to, is be concise with your questions. Um, actually take time. Like, it takes preparation, and it takes work to actually make good questions. Don't just come and shotgun approach it hoping you hit something, but take time before group 
to actually write out your questions um, and not just this long multi-sentence thing but the idea that can I ask what I really want them to talk about in one sentence like less than eight words kind of thing can I get it down to one sentence um, my wife would argue that I'm awful at this but um, I think I'm getting pretty good at it um, because my college students will call me out all the time and you've seen it in your groups where you ask a question and then you have the that kind of deer in headlights look of I have no idea what he just asked me to answer um, and so it comes from a time of preparation like prepare what you want to talk about in a concise and clear way and that leads to then um, do you know as a leader where you want the conversation to go and I think that's important because a lot of time we have this idea that we want to be specific in what we talk about but we don't actually know where we want our groups to go so for our group for instance in college uh, we, we're going through Psalm 119 right now uh, Matt Chandler study and I in my preparation time know exactly the, the things that we want to hit um, whatever the curriculum may have said or whatever but I know to get there these are some of the conversations we need to have um, so I'm gonna build my questions my remember as Josh said in the podcast how and why questions make sure that you're doing those kind of questions for more application and thought but I'm asking them in a way that's pushing them towards my my desired goal for them so if I want them for instance to learn like um, what do we do last week I gotta remember myself um, we were talking about suffering and, and God's Word. Well, I really want them to get to the point where they understand I desire God's Word above any other strategy or solution in my life. But I can't just go out of the gates and just ask, so how do you trust God's Word this week? No, I, I'm asking specific how and why questions that are leading me to this goal of they're now discussing, discovering this um, this kind of framework that we're going to talk about, this this idea, this theme of um, whatever it is. Um, the other big thing that we do for the how in our group is know your group. Um, Josh talked about it on, on the podcast about how you want to ask relevant questions to your group based on your, what you're studying. But the thing is, you can't ask relevant questions unless you know your group well enough to make it relevant. So if you only see your, your group during group time and you're not getting involved in knowing your group, what are the things that make them tick? What are their hobbies? What are the struggles they're going through in life right now? Whether that's marriage, work, who knows what. Um, maybe it's kids. What are the things they're going through? Spend time with them outside of just group time to know that. That way you can form questions based on God's word around their life stage to where it, it, it's applicable and, and they're now connecting God's word to a specific thing in life to where they have the, those connections start forming more and really the, only, the other last way that we kind of do it is repetition so we always ask that question at the start what did we learn last week and in my head as a leader I'm thinking through what we learned last week where we're going this week and how can I ask questions that are gonna make them engage the lesson last week but in a new way here. So it's the idea of, we don't just move on to this new subject, but we're taking what we learned last week and putting it here. So for instance, like I said, we were talking about suffering God's word this week. Well, last week, but the week before that, we were just talking about how do you keep your way pure? And so we kind of connected our questions with the idea of, okay, so if we learned what it looks like to walk blameless with God, how does that work 
and a time of suffering in our lives because how often in suffering do we fail walking with God or, or struggle to do that? So they're connecting all these concepts together to where there's this thicker connection, um, but I'm still asking specifically on where we're going. Yeah. Land, okay, there's the first question. And then for the second question, when you do that, what benefits, uh, growth, positive results have you seen from that? Yeah, I think the, the biggest, really the three that I can think of off the top of my head are there's more openness in group. And so I want my people in group to talk about their lives. I don't just want them to talk about um, just the text. Now, that's super and critically important. But I want them to start talk about their life in an open way that, that the text actually um, applies to their life and start transforming their life. But the beauty of this approach of being specific is that it's connecting this the, the, the words of God to the lives of God's people. And so it's created an openness in our groups to, to, to share what's going on in life and actually learn to connect it to where even their speech is changing um, from how they would speak about life to look at what God's doing in my life. So there's a more openness about what's going on. Um, second, I think, really, uh, what I, I strive for and what I love in group is those light bulb moments. So you get more light bulb moments by being more specific. You want more than anything for your group for them to understand God's word. You want them to understand what God's doing in their life. All these beautiful things we have, right, that we're trying to cast vision for. A lot of the time those light bulbs moments don't happen though because we're not specific with what we're asking or not specific in our, our, our what we're presenting to them. But the more specific we get with preparation, direction, clarity, the more light bulb moments you'll see start happening in your group because your people are going to start understanding how this all plays out, how God's Word connects to this area of my life, how the rest of God's Word connects with each with the, the other parts of God's Word. All these things we want to see in group start happening because of our specific discussions. Um, I think the, fi the final benefit really, and we kind of beat around the bush a little bit around it constantly, is there'll be more biblical literacy, which we desire in all churches and all of our groups, right? When we're learning to be more specific, we're not asking people questions of, hey, what do you think this means to you anymore, right? That's the biggest question never to ask in your group is, what did this mean to you? I don't really care. Because what we want to know is what does it mean to God? What did he mean by it? And how does that meaning apply to my life? And so framing the questions more in a how and why instead of what does this mean to you starts getting your people more biblically literate, understanding how to even approach the Bible, how to, to find the true meaning of the text, um, and to where they can now have a lifelong... It's like, it's like the phrase, catch a fish for a man and he'll eat for a day. Or you can teach a man to fish and he can fish for a lifetime, right? That's what we want for our people. We don't just want to spoon feed them the Bible to where, you know what, I got my content for the day. No, we're teaching them biblical literacy through our specific questions to where they can now go home, ask these own questions in their own Bible study, and they can come back to group prepared saying, I fished today. So those would be the benefits I'm seeing in my group. Good stuff. Thank you so much, Cole. Hey guys, thanks so much again for listening to Group Chat. As always, if you'd like to learn more about us, just go to rushcreek.org and go to the groups page. And on there, we've got a ton of tools and resources there to help you lead your small group as best you can. Thanks, guys.